Welcome to Captivated Minds. I'm Jake. I'm Stan. So this is our Halloween episode. Yay! Our first Halloween episode, actually. Our first. Halloween first of many. Halloween episodes. Yes. On this one, we're doing a double feature. We haven't done a double feature in a while, so uh, this one's a, a long one. And the reason for this is uh, we wanted to do something special on Halloween for people, plus we missed one last week. That's right. So this is kind of making up for, for it. it. Yep. And then... Uh, we're gonna do two films, uh, fourteen oh eight and the Raven. We're gonna do fourteen oh eight first, and then there might be like a brief, not intermission, but like a couple seconds in the middle if you want to take a break, and then come back to the second half of the episode because this is gonna be a beast. Yep. So you ready? Yep. We'll get right into it. So this is the opening scene. The opening uh, credits fill the screen as we hear rainfall over an image of a car coming towards the house. There's only music playing and nothing is spoken yet. Once the car finally stops, we see the title sequence. 1408. We see our main character sitting on the border of a town looking at a map. He founds his spot at, at the Weeping Beach Inn. He gets inside and the owners go bananas over him as they just want to get in as he just wants to get into one of the haunted rooms. We see a close-up of the cigarette as he settles into the room and it showcases his gear. Basically like ghost hunting gear and EMF readers and that sort of thing. He also raids the minibar and just kind of waits for things to happen. We see him having a flaw and a talent. So he's a, a ghost hunter and he drinks. So those are the, the flaws and that's his talent sort of thing. Here's some fun facts. Uh, in the movie, Mike Enslin, John Cusack, says into his recorder... Hotel rooms are naturally just creepy places, don't you think? I mean, how many people have slept in the bed you have slept before you? How many of them were sick? And how many of, of them were losing their minds? So when he does say this in the movie, it does make me think. It is, like, a, little, it is a little creepy. It makes you go, okay, did the hotel actually change the sheets? Did was, – was the person who stayed here before me okay? Were they a slob? Like – you don't don't, don't ever take a black light to a room either before you sleep. Have you seen those? Those are gnarly. <laughs> Just, I remember those being big in the 90s. This is a black light investigation. How did it get up on the ceiling? Why is it in the bathroom? <laughs> How did it get in the mini fridge? Why is it on the doorknob? Uh, we, we talked about this too uh, on the last episode. Stephen King wrote this in a short story series called Everything's Eventual. Now, here's a little fun fact for you. In the standard edition DVD runtime, it is exactly 104 minutes and 8 seconds, referring directly to the movie's title that is uh, 1408. So it's 14408, again, referring to the title. 1408. 1408. Isn't that kind of neat? That's kind of neat. I actually didn't know that. Neither did I. So while addressing his audience at the book signing, Mike Enslin actually says, Stay scared. This phrase is traditionally used by George Romero, a friend of Stephen King's. Romero had said this on numerous conventions and after, often uses this as part of his signature. Now, before we leave this one, I actually met George Romero in high school. I know. You told me And that. I have my uh, copy of Dawn of the Dead. Guess what it says on it? Does it say, does does it it say, say stay, stay scared? scared? Oh, that's says, cool. That is cool. Yeah. That is cool. Yeah. You should send me a you know where it is yeah you should send me a picture of it oh yeah when and I, we'll uh, post it on our, okay yeah our instagram yeah that's cool that is really, I, I had that like since that. 2007 wow yep while staying the night in uh, room 1408 mike goes through denial anger depression bargaining 
and acceptance all at once. These are the five stages of grief in order. I didn't notice this until after this right here. Yeah, it's it's all there. Yeah. 1408 has many grief themes, especially arriving around Mike's daughter, which we'll, we'll get into later on in the film, and him trying to run away from his own grieving process. Due to alleged paranormal activity, the uh, Emily Morgan Hotel in San Antonio, Texas, has sealed off its room 1408. Really? Yep. Well, that's neat. That is kind of neat. <laughs> so here are some of the actors in it. We got uh, John Cusack, Tony Shalhoub, uh, Samuel L. Jackson. We got Len Cardino. Um, yeah, and those are the big, those are the heavy hitters, really. That I mean, and the the wife. That she was the another one. Right. Yeah, yeah. So here's the budget. The budget was twenty five million. Opening weekend was twenty million. Gross was seventy one million. That's not bad. No, so it made pretty it, it slacked opening weekend, but it made up for it gross total weekend. And then worldwide it made hundred and thirty two. So it made up for it in the worldwide and in the total gross. But opening well, weekend it was kind of a flop. Correct me if I'm wrong. Scary movies don't normally do well in the box office, do they? They actually do very well. Do they really? See, the cheaper it's made and the more money it makes, the more of a profit it makes. Oh, yeah. Okay. So, say, for instance, a movie's made for 3 to $5 million. Get Out was made for 3 to $5 million. Yeah. Bloomhouse. Bloomhouse will only make movies that are under $5 million. That makes sense. That they won't make anything more than $5 million because the return investment on a $5 million film could range up to $350 million. So because of... So the cheaper it's made, the right. more of a profit it, it could make in the long run. And you can make more cheaper movies over a period of time and then make more of a profit that way. So because of the, uh, I'm going to say more traditional scary movies, there's actually not much in the movies. They can make them for cheaper. That's right. When you get to the more horror slasher... They have to spend more money because of more prosthetics and, and things like that. If that you think stuff. about this, this all takes place in one room. And one guy, one room. Right. That's not a lot of That's anything. not a lot. It's just him in the room, which showcases John Cusack as an actor. So so worldwide, $132 million. Yeah. That's really good. Worldwide. So they did really well. They, this one did really well. So here are some of the uh, filming locations. we got the Roosevelt Hotel. 45th Street, Madison, in Manhattan. The Reform Club in London. Hermosa Beach in California, Los Angeles. Uh, Elstire Studios in England and Manhattan Beach. And then the Underwater Stage in Pinewood Studios in England. So it was a couple of uh, studios and then a couple of... Um, for, for most of it being in one room. It's yeah. kind of a lot. Yeah, it is. <laughs> well, I like the, how they really use the Roosevelt Hotel, though, because yes. that has the the aesthetic of the opening where the, Sam Jackson's character and John Cusack's character kind of meet in their scenes there, and it really sets the established rest of the hotel. I think the hotel itself, the room they used was a, was a set. Oh, yeah, yeah, definitely. I think it was a set because yeah. they, what they could do is they could pull the ceilings up. They could widen the walls. They can lower the cameras. They can you know, do a whole bunch of different things with that one room where it yeah. makes it more cinematic. So here are our 12 uh, some awesome scenes we had while we were watching it. 
The book signing scene is kind of funny because it's kind of a nod to Stephen King in a sense. It does showcase how low he is willing to go for a job, but it also shows how embarrassed he gets quickly. No one is paying attention. Not even the guy at the mic seems to know him. It's kind of a funny opening kind of a scene. He seems to be a has-been writer. He meets an actual fan who really brings out uh, an older book, and that showcases his true self. Yeah, so because before... Before him writing books about scary hotels and stuff, he was actually a, a good writer, a really good writer. Yeah, and um, through the course of the film, we figure out. Through the course of the film, we'll find out why he actually switched. He got away from writing one to, to go the, the other. other. Uh, the next scene, we see him surfing along the beach, and he gets distracted and hit by a huge wave, and then lands on the beach. It is a quick scene, but it showcases that death is always at his door. The scene kind of moves slowly as it gets. Uh, lighter and then he gets a letter from a uh, dolphin hotel about a room 1408 he calls the hotel and the room is taken perp- uh, perpetually so what do you think about that scene when he calls the hotel and he's like bouncing back and forth and he's trying to get get the room initially it's you can see how i see how he th- sees it because he hears this room is haunted he just gets the letter. The well, yeah, yeah, he gets this letter, right? Yeah. So when he calls and these people are bouncing him around from this person, this person, he just thinks it's part of the the game that you play. That you play. They're lure. making it seem like it's scary, so that's why he's forcing him, forcing his way through to stay in this room. Because now he's not even like it's not even a. Oh, I'm doing this because it's haunted. He's doing this now just because he doesn't know what's because, up with his with because this room ev- because this whole place is telling him not to. That's right. So everyone's sitting there going, "No, no you, don't. no, you can't." And then he's like, "Oh, I'm getting in there." Now I wonder if the room itself sends a letter. If you think about, it. oh, if you think about it, right? Yeah, see, that would because been... you don't know who sent the letter because no one really sent right. the letter. So here's the next scene. His uh, publishing lawyer clears up clears up everything, and he's able to go to the hotel. The hotel is very busy, and on the computer screen says to alert management as soon as he walks in. The manager tried to butter him up a little bit and then cuts the shit. The cigarette is kind of explained a little, and the manager, this is the Sam Jackson and John Cusack scene where they're kind of going back and forth a little bit. The manager tells him in in his terms that he doesn't want to clear up another mess and that four people had died under his watch during um, their stay at the room 1408. 56 people total had died in the room over the total number of years at 1408. The booklet is a nice little uh, punch uh, back and forth because Sam Jackson hands him a booklet and tells him basically, I'll give you this information packet, but don't stay in the room. And he tells him, I'm staying in Did, the room. Didn't he also, it was like, uh, it was a bottle of scotch or something. Yes. And it, He's trying to butter it, him It was up. very expensive. And he goes, oh, this is really good. Oh, yeah, the bottle's yours. If you don't stay in the room. And then he, I think he ends up taking it anyways. See, I think at the, at the beginning of that scene, I think it's Sam Jackson's scene. And then at the end, it's John Cusack. Because it gets reversed it gets of reversed. power. Yeah. Because Sam Jackson really wants to have that power over him and, and save his life in a sense. And Cusack's like, no, no, no. That's yeah, not yeah. what's happening. We're, yeah. we're, I'm getting in that room. Guess what? I don't care what you say. That's right. And it, it really, that scene in particular, really translated from the book well. It yeah. felt like from the short story... 
the next scene, he's told not to go into the room and they have this back and forth. The elevator door opens and, and it uh, almost trips a small scare. The key opening shot where the uh, key goes into the lock is a nice little touch to that scene. The room is dark and uh, he tosses all of the lights on. The room actually seems quiet and uh, calming at first. Every room in the hotel has a calm feel to it with the whites and the col- and the yellows colors. This one in particular feels old-timey with those types of colors. The radio blasts on and uh, a little after being in the room for a little while. So there's already a couple of little quick snippets of scares that are going on. Well, here's the thing. If I walked into a room and it would look like that, I'd walk out because it is the creepiest looking room. He walks in like, oh, it's just a normal room. But what? it's just you have this. I don't know if it's probably the way they filmed it. You just have this creepiness as he walks in. Just the way the colors are on the wall and how the furniture is set up. And it's just creepy. Well, if you think about it, they're both Stephen King stories. Right. This one's a Stephen, sorry, this one's a Stephen King story. I'm jumping ahead in my thought. The Shining, too. Exactly. Those rooms. B- both the rooms look, not identical, but they, but they have, have a, a welcoming, homey kind of feeling, and they're really and they're scary on the inside. Creepy. So right. there's the correlation there, too. I wonder if Stephen King was writing this one and then was like, hey, why can't I pull apart from The Shining the stuff I didn't use a little bit and use it in right. 1408? Because it, it is. It's like... You look at the room itself. And it's it very does, yellow. And it does white. have this like homey feel, but it just has this creepiness undertone to it where you're like, would you stay there? <laughs> and then when the song plays for the first time, it is kind of like a jump scare. It is. Because we're not expecting it at all. No. The next scene, the radio blasts another time, and he sneaks around the, no, no, uh, the room and he notices the chocolates. Now, that's where it gets a little tr- sneaky. The teepee's clearly uh, folded, nice and neat. And he's starting to find these moments. So the chocolates were put on the bed when no one else came into the room. He was the only one else in the room. Yep. So that's a little creepy right there. The next scene uh, is him investigating the hotel room. And he's going, like we talked about a little while ago, through the room with a black light. But he's not looking for anything weird. He's looking for actual blood spots and things that are gross. Or maybe, you know, there is this blood splatter that he does find in the carpet. Right, yeah, which is yeah. a little darker. It's a little darker. Um, and then he finds various blood spots through the rest of the room too, and it does add to the overall weirdness of the room. The bolt painting is also off, and it wasn't off before too. So it's yeah. small things. It's not like one large thing consistently no, scaring. He just, it's he just like picks up all these little, little tiny minute details, yeah. and they're all kind of odd at first. They don't really have that scare factor. But, but if you add them all up... Yeah, you start adding them up, and then it starts getting creepier, creepier and creepier. creepier. I think this movie's almost like a candle burning. Yeah, yeah. And it, as we're getting closer and closer to that base, we're getting right into it. Yeah. The next scene, he can't really hear anything, and that's kind of freaky. The, uh, the window slams down on his hand, and that really freaks him out. The scares are starting to build up a little bit more, and he gets hit with uh, burning water on his hand, too. So the room is actually from this from this scene I can see the room starting to resist him being there. Yeah, almost like uh, the room's in some sort of attack phase, or even not even an attack, uh, like a defensive defense stage. mechanism. Yeah. Right. The radio keep blasts again, but this time it's unplugged. It's unplugged. 
So here's the next scene. He tries to escape the room, and the room seals him in the door. The key breaks off in the door. He beats his bloody hand on the door to try to get out, but he's blocked in. It gets weirder and weirder when he notices himself across the street, and then he he's attacked by a ghost. He also sees his other self get killed by a ghost. So the room is now... It was doing some uh, physical damage. Now it's doing some more psychological damage. And it's actually seeing which one of these weaknesses affect him differently. Because the physical damage obviously hurts him physically and it stops him from doing something. But the psychological damage will take more time to heal from. And that's what's really affecting him. And you can also tell it's starting to really confuse him. It is starting to. Because he doesn't know what's going on. He thinks that the room might have something. Right. But we don't know. I mean, it's like, oh, are they pumping this weird gas in here? Are they doing that? Like, you well, have that feel. There's that even he's... a moment where he says, hey, did, did the uh, man downstairs lace me with LSD? Right, yeah. Because so he, he thinks like, he's tripping. He thinks he's tripping because he does not – he does – he writes books about scary places, but he doesn't believe in the scary places. He's – he goes to like these beds and breakfast right. type. He's so like a he doesn't, coffee book table right He doesn't believe that this room's haunted. He just believes someone's screwing with him. That's right. But as we keep going, we'll come to find out right. some more. So the next scene, he's freaking out and he's hearing his daughter's voice in the room. He's talking into his recorder and looking around and freaking out alone in the room. He even thinks he was drugged, like we just said. But he wasn't. But the TV begins to play an old family movie with him and his ex-wife and daughter. He's breaking down while seeing this. His daughter, while seeing his daughter again, he also watches a ghost jump through the window. Now he's starting to see as many ghosts, uh, and more ghosts back to back to back. Like he's just seeing ghosts. Yeah, now. that's. And what do you think about that daughter scene? Hearing, uh, seeing the family, just the family movie. We're not going to talk about the daughter just yet. But just seeing that family movie projected onto that TV. It's a shock because yeah. it's something personal. And you can see it in his face. Like, how did they get this? Like, how are they showing me this? You just see that. And he he's very heartfelt and just like. Now it's going into the deeper psychological right. level. I, I think mean, the room is trying real, to find his weakness and use it against right, him. Right. It's really touching, touching him personally. Yeah. Before it was just. I'm seeing I'm seeing ghosts that killed themselves for whatever reason. Now it's like you're bringing my do- my dead daughter into that's, this. That's that's a little messed up. So here's the, uh, the next scene. Now we're dealing with seeing his uh, dead father, and he sits in the on the toilet for just a moment. And he recollects his thoughts of what really happened, and uh, that sort of fractured mental state that his father had, and now he's reliving that trauma too. He tries to comfort all the aspects, kind of comfort all the aspects of reality while figuring out what's real and what's not. Time is moving at a weird rate, and now it's affecting his memory and who he is as a person. The walls are starting to begin to crack and bleed. Another nod to The Shining. Yep. This scene really brings us into in on our toes a little bit, and he's even back uh, jumps back into the room. So he's he's bouncing back and forth of trying to get out or get back into the room too. Yeah, he. It's almost like he he wants to leave, but he also wants to see how it'll finish. He, he has that type of should I, should should I? I, shouldn't I? Like I really want to get out of here, but I really want to know what's going, going on. on. Yeah, the room gets weirder and weirder, and the lighting in the room goes from white and yellow, like we talked about, yep. to a gray and blue. And he still isn't sure really what what is it and what's going on. 
The room is exploring his dark thoughts and his daughter is dying, so the room uses that as an advantage. The room also goes black and red as more jump scares keep us on the edge. So the tension's building and dropping and building and dropping. The room gets uh, 40 degrees colder, which is a big jump. He even uses his laptop to connect and call his ex-wife. He's trying to explain to her that he isn't safe, and there are two different wavelengths that are going on, and the room ends up turning, you know, turning on the water and really screwing with the laptop, and the room is messing with him. Uh, it's just going further and further. Yeah, yeah, because every time, every time he tries to connect with someone or something, the room stops stops it, it somehow. So here's our, our number one scene. The room has a fax machine, and it sends him his daughter's clothing through the fax machine. Which it's, is messed up. That's messed up. Now, at this point, we don't know if he's going crazy, because he could have had a psychological break after the, his daughter, or it's the room that's causing him to go crazy. The room has also become so cold that there is snow now on the walls and the floor, and the temperature is at zero. He is also burning anything he can to stay a room. The cops... Now we're in 1408, and it's empty. Yeah. The computer freaks out and tells her to come to the room. The room has control over the laptop, not him. And all at once, reality starts to break down, and the room begins to destroy itself while he's still on the inside. All the ghosts in the room interact with him as the storm rages on from the painting. For a second, it appears that he is even in the painting. Yeah, it... It's, he's freaking out. It, you... You really don't know at this point how it's going to end. You don't. Yeah. You don't know if all this is a real true thing, or if it's in his or mind, or if it's in his mind. We just don't know. It's almost like, oh, he's going to wake up. Yeah, that's what you think. Oh, he's going to wake up. We just don't and know. Don't know. So here are some questions we had while watching it. Uh, why wouldn't this inn give him clear directions in the opening scene? They they, they tell him to beat here, but they don't tell him like actual clear. Like that's a little. Yeah. Does his agent or person not send him like a PR packet to go over anything either? You, you would think so. If you so. were a good manager Writer. or whatever, yeah. you would think you would give him like a lowdown on everything. Something. Yeah. yeah. There are a couple of uh, random beach edits that don't seem to work. Yeah. He's like at the beach and it's cut to this or cut to that. It's just, I don't know, that, doesn't, that seemed to pull me out a little bit. When he goes through these adventures, how long is he gone? Um. Yeah, like yeah, it doesn't really say how. Like when he goes on the the uh, to the, all these like bed and breakfast, it doesn't really say how long he's gone. He could be gone for months. He could be gone for days. It just kind of leaves that questioning. Yeah, how long he's gone? Four people died in the room. Why didn't you stop at one? Yeah, you know, I had Isn't that, that. I had that same question. One is too many. One is too many, and then you two like, is definitely too many. Four. So now you get up to. F- you get up to four, and then you're like, that's yeah, it. We're, gonna, we're good. Back it, off. Electronics don't work. That's a little weird. That's weird, too. But the laptop works, though. Yeah. See, so, and the recorder I, I rem- works. I remember when, near the beginning, the thermostat wasn't working. Yeah. And it was an old thermostat. Yeah. And you couldn't figure out how to get it to work. So the maintenance guy comes up, and he's like, why didn't you put a digital one in here? Oh, nothing electronic works in this room. And that was my also my same thought. Well, he's using a recorder and a laptop, and those work. So how are those working? I thought the, the maintenance guy at first was a ghost. Oh, yeah. <laughs> that, that, that's what I thought. 
but then he, we see him walk away. So right. I, I mean, I, that, that would have made more sense. Um, the room is quiet and calm, but electronic, like we talked about. Yeah, um, I, I mean, that's a it's weird, just weird, weird that. Oh, we can't the put the weird it, coldness is kind of. I mean, yeah. dropping forty degrees is a lot cold. So the ghost or the room plays a song um, on the radio and it folds toilet paper. That's not really that scary if you think about it. It's just a neat ghost. Yeah, it is a he, neat ghost. He's just keeping everything tidy. Chocolate. Hey, you messed yeah. up my toilet paper. Chocolates. But here's a chocolate. Here's turn down service. Maybe the chocolate's lace with something. Oh, there you go. Ooh. Okay, so if electronics don't work, how does a black light work? That's what I'm saying. He's, yeah. he's using electronics in this room, but they're saying electronics don't work. So the engineer won't walk in the room. Would you walk in the room? No. no. If I knew if I knew everything that went on. Yeah. Because even Sam Jackson at the beginning. Yeah. He won't said, step in the room. Said he lost four people and that at least, what was it, at least one or two maids like did something to themselves. They were sealed in the bathroom, remember? Yeah. For two, like got locked in the bathroom so, and they found them like their eyes clawed out or something, something weird. Yeah. Yeah. So it's like, would you? How does the TV work to connect to his memories? It's an old TV. Well, ghosts are no, controlling no, no. it. Yeah, but I'm saying to his memories, though. How are the ghosts getting to his... That's the you one. See, that's that's yeah. the weird one. The baby must be screeching, screaming loud enough to get to the walls. Like, how thin are those hotel walls? So at this point, right here, I didn't know if it was the kid or not. I was wondering if it was a ghost pretending... To be the kid? To be the kid. That makes to sense. Get, to get him to, to try to get help type of thing. Because my other thing is if the the kid's really screaming that loud, the walls must be really thin. Yeah. yeah. Extremely thin. Are the ghosts in his mind or are the ghosts exposing his inner demons to scare him? Or both? Both. both. I, I kind of call it both. Both? Yeah. They're, they're kind of... They're almost like picking and choosing. Like they're deciding to either scare show him. themselves and scare him that way or like really getting into his mind and pulling... Pulling the daughter, the dead daughter card a lot, Look, which is messed up. Yeah, the bleeding walls uh, is that like the bleeding walls in like Event Horizon or like another dimension, or is it just a nod to The Shining? Because a lot I of those, want, those I things have bleeding walls, right? Too. Those have bleed. I want to say it'd be a nod to The Shining, which makes more sense. It makes sense, yeah. He walks the steps and the building changes on him, so he has no choice but to face the room, which is kind of neat. Mm-hmm. He does. How does a room have Wi-Fi? How does he like? He doesn't oh, have this hotspot. This is two thousand seven. This is two thousand seven. The room doesn't have Wi-Fi. And, he's, he... and he's using Wi-Fi. If nothing works, yeah, he's using Wi-Fi to call. Yeah. Unless his laptop has cellular, but I don't. Two thousand seven. Two thousand seven. That no. one's not a thing. That's a weird one. Why would we? Why would be exploring a heat vent be an option? <laughs> That's. I mean. Yeah. If you're going that crazy going into a heat vent, why not? For a bro, for a brief moment, we don't know what's really going on. It's the, it's the things seem a little too normal. Right. You you don't. You have no idea. You don't know if he's just hallucinating the whole thing. This is actually real. Um, I, I just you just don't know. No. Yeah. How does the door remain pristine in the burnt room? Isn't that messed up? That's messed up, yeah. So I I think, yeah, we have a couple more. Yeah, so, uh, okay, that was it for our questions. If it's on cable, are you watching it? Oh, yeah, definitely. Yeah. I mean, I I love this movie. I like it, too, yeah. I watch it, I mean... If it's on any point on cable, I'll I'll watch it right right around through, yeah. What was your favorite part of the movie? 
My favorite part is when he lights the entire room on fire. Oh, re- yeah. That's like he's finally had enough and he just wants it to stop. So he takes that expensive bottle of freaking liquor and he's pouring on everything, just lighting it all on fire. He just doesn't care. Just I, let I, it burn. I like that scene and I also like the uh, the scene where uh, him and um, Sam Jackson's character are having a conversation, but it's in the room and he's talking into the fridge. Yes, yeah, yeah, and we don't know if he's really going crazy or if he's really seeing it. Like we don't know what's going, and you then he just has the fridge open and all the snacks start flying out. <laughs> that was my favorite scene, right? Yeah, so we're gonna keep moving on to the next category. Uh, what was one part you didn't like? Um, <coughs> God, I can't really think of one offhand. I thought it was a slow start. We really didn't find out about the daughter or the relationships with the wife until really the midpoint. That's true. It was a, I, kind of a I slower mean, start. That's that's slow. He, um, he might have spent too much time at the Airbnb, the bed and breakfast, not Airbnb. <laughs> I I would have liked them to have maybe put a couple more in there. Kind of showed his travels a little, a little bit. bit more. A little that bit more. Been, that could like, be nice. Showing his actual full process, yeah, not, not just him like drinking out of the liquor bar and smoking a cigarette and just talking, yeah, like show his whole process. That would be kind of neat, but, but it also could have been too boring, too boring, right? But I mean, that's what I was thinking. Yeah, that, that's, that's but that's honestly, the the movie itself, like, I don't find anything no, really wrong no. with it. W- would you consider it a classic? Uh, yeah, I'd say yes I and no. Say yes I'd say and no. Yeah. It's like on the fence, kind of. Yeah, it, it's a classic for like a ghost story, but it's also a classic for like a haunted, a haunted hotel or yeah. a haunted place. So it's elements of both. That's why I would say it's a classic. And I would say it's not a classic because it's not as I don't know as scary as all the other movies that came out at at the time. At so the it's, time. A little, right. it's a little different. Yeah, because this could almost be called a thriller it could be a thriller not quite horror not quite horror but a thriller i mean there are some jump scares and it gets you yeah it's right but it's also this giant like mind fuck the whole it's, a, it's just, like we said earlier it's a slow burn right and it's that last 20 minutes half hour that really gets you yeah so here are some uh, great oh shit moments when we see his face reading the old newspaper it's kind of a neat oh shit moment yeah um Sam Jackson tells us. Sam Jackson tells us the room's evil. That's another one. I would have been. It, I would. It would have been funnier if they went. I don't like this motherfucking room. I've had it with these haunted rooms <laughs> in this haunted hotel. Right. That, that yeah. would have been good. It would have been good. Yeah. Give a little nod to. I think he action. did that movie the same year. Did he do Snakes on the Plane the same, same year? year. Oh. Same, See, why not just put that in there? Same year. I think he did this one first, and I think he did that one next. Or it would have been funny if, like, the alcohol had a snake in it or something. That would have been funny, too. You know what I mean? Give a little nod. He enters the room, and it's calming. We talked about that earlier. The first time the radio plays, uh, that's a nice little freak-out moment. He freaks out when there's no one else in the room. The blood splatter on the painting, that's one we didn't talk yep. about yet. The song blasting. Um... The build-up freak-out moments that are small, but they're still scary. Yeah, it's those little minute ones. ones. Like the, the jump little, scares. Little, little jump, jump scares, scares here and there that are, that are like really awesome about it. I, we already talked about the bleeding walls, like The Shining. He almost got killed by a ghost, but she leaps to her death as she hang, as he hangs. Which, I mean, he's right on that edge. We don't know what's going to happen at that point. The computer gets destroyed by rain. 
the shot types and the various aspects to scare us is neat. The dead body in the vent is a great scare. Yep. Uh, the mini Jackson in the fridge. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, that's good. Yeah. I like that one. Um, so this is getting towards the ending. When he comes to terms with uh, his daughter's death, that's kind of a no that's shit a, moment. That's a big moment right there. Yeah, it's a big oh shit because moment. Because for, as you see throughout the movie, for, for years since his daughter died, he never came to terms with it. He no. never had closure no. for it. That's why him and his wife had problems and they split up because of it. Because um, he'd never talk about it. No, no, no. Ever. No. He just kept it all to himself. The uh, the room shows its true broken form and it's burnt, which is kind of neat. Right. His daughter is given back to him and then taken away again, which see, is that, fucked up. It's so fucked, fucked up. Because he's... You can so see he's so happy to get his daughter back. He's so happy. And then, and then within just moments, just gone. she's dead again. Uh, there's no reflection, which is kind of creepy. Yeah. The phone melting, I thought that was kind of neat. I was wondering how they I did I wonder how they did that. It looked like it was almost real, not like it was like CGI or anything. Right. Like they had a real phone that was kind of like soft plastic, and it yeah. would softly melt. Um, and then he watches the room burn with the smoke. Yeah. The the jump scare with Sam Jackson, and now this is an alternative ending, is nice, too. Yeah. We'll get to the ending in a little bit, because we have a little bit to say about it. Would you recommend it? Definitely. Yeah, same here. It's it's a hell of a movie. It's great. I yeah. I mean, if you, if you want... If you like Stephen King adaptations that are decent, right. this would be one this of them. This would be good. I mean, if you just if you just want to watch a movie... If you just want a movie night... Yeah. This is a good scare. It's a good scare. I mean, you could I mean, technically watch this with your kids. There's nothing really in it. There's, that's, no, no, there's no blood or violence so or anything if like you, that. if you wanted to watch something that scares the crap out of your kids, you could do that too. Yeah. Does it work as a whole? Like, was there any, like, holes or anything that you, you noticed? I didn't, I didn't really see any holes. I mean, there's something. Or, or anything that really caught your eye. That like, uh, maybe that didn't belong. Not really. I mean, it kind of moved pretty smooth. Um. You know, the one thing, like you mentioned, about why it takes so long for them to mention that his daughter died. I mean, you find it's halfway through halfway the movie. Through the movie. movie. Uh, besides that, I I think it, the filming was great. Yeah. I mean, the acting was great. So. I think he went a little over the top at some time, but I think that's just the character, though. I think it was just the Because you can character. tell he's holding back, too, at some points, too. Yeah. Yeah. But I, I, think, I think it does work. Excuse me. The ending. Okay, so tell me which ending you saw, because we talked about this, because I found a ver- different version. I rewatched the original now, ending, but we're going to talk about both endings Okay, here. so when I, first, when I first watched this movie... Years ago? Years ago. Yeah, I, same here. The first ending I ever saw was him escaping the room. That's what I saw, too. First one I ever saw. I thought that was the ending. I thought that was the ending, too. Now, I love that ending. I like that and ending, And I too. prefer that ending. I do prefer But it. the alternate one is it's creepy. creepy. It kind of goes with the creepiness of the movie. So, also, the alternate ending probably was made for Stephen King. So, they probably had two endings. Right. One for the general audience and then one for Stephen King. And they're like, okay, so this one might follow your book a little bit better but this one's going to keep audiences here a little bit more. Yeah. So there was probably a studio thing where they were going back and forth and trying to figure out which ending was the right one. But the version I watched for 
this episode was the alternate ending and it still was decent it was i mean it was it did have its jump scares and it kind of while i was watching it i was like wait this isn't how it ends you know because you just know something yeah, is so, off so when i first watched the alternate ending right like i said i didn't know there was one neither did i so i'm watching it and i'm like something's not, not right. right it's just doesn't like seem it's right. messing with my memory because i thought i was like having a mandela effect right. moment i was like there's no <laughs> way i you're like I, i've seen a lot of movies in my time but i know this ending this does not end like this That's i right. know it doesn't and so i had to actually i actually had to go on youtube and see the actual ending right. and make sure i wasn't going crazy <laughs> But in this alternative ending, there's a couple of moments that tie things together. The wife gets a book from John Cusack's character, and Sam Jackson has a couple of quick jump scares. It's different. I mean, it's not not bad, but it's just an alternative ending. Now, if I knew it was the alternative ending, I would have written up the amount of stuff that we had, but we didn't know. So it's, uh, it's not too bad. Yeah, it's uh, so those of you who haven't seen the alternative ending, he he dies. Yeah, he, he dies at the end. He lights the room on fire. He lights yes. So Spoilers. That part is the same. He lights the room on fire, right? And now it's and how in, he gets out. And in one in the one we've seen, yeah, firefighters are actually able to get to him. That's right, and he gets out. And in this one, he doesn't get saved. He's dead. And. You see his ghost pop up in the back of Sam uh, Sam Adams. Wow. Wow. I could use a Sam Adams. I'm sure you could. Uh, Sam Jackson's car. Yes. And that's freaky. That's where the creepiness is. It's like, whoa, that's cool. Now, in both endings, he's reunited with his daughter. Did you notice that? Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So he's reunited. In the alternative ending, he's reunited with his daughter as a ghost. Mm -hmm. And then in the regular ending... He's reunited with his wife because of the daughter. So because of, yeah. So there's a couple of different versions, and both versions really seem to work. Now, the alternate one, I mean, the, the one that we like, yeah. right? The reason why I like it is because he's going through his stuff from the room, and he finds his recorder, and his recorder was recording the entire time. But we don't know that in the alternative and, ending. Right. So we do know it in the regular ending. So we... he hits play and you can hear his daughter's voice and you see the the wife turn around and she's shocked because now she realizes everything that he has said was true and you now know he knows that it was true that it actually happened and that's what makes it more freaky that's what makes it really creepy i think that's all i got for uh, 1408 that's all we got for that episode uh, oh, okay well, final question Reboots, remakes. What, do you think they should do it? No. If they turn, um, if they turn it into a series and you, showcases how each murder in the room, took I'd place, be, I'd be okay. So, over time, so they do that leading up to the movie. That's right. I'd be okay with it. Redoing this movie as itself, I would say no. no but you no. could do that. Turn it into a series, but showcase how each person died leading right. up to this event. You start with it being built. There you go. Right? Working your way. And then you years start with the first one and you just keep on working with it. That could be that would be, be okay. A, a new way to think about it. Yeah. yeah. And then you just lead up to the movie. Yeah. And that'd be perfect. That'd be perfect. But yeah, that's all we've got for 1408. Yeah. And we're going to be moving on to The Raven. This is a continuation of our double feature. This is uh, The Raven now. 
we just talked about 1408 a little bit. Now we're going to the Ravens. And I love the Ravens. I like the Ravens too. It's so good. I if I'm gonna pick you wanna wait for the end or you wanna do this now? Which one's your which one's your favorite between the two? You wanna wait? Let's we can wait. do that. We can do that now. No, yeah, let's wait. Let's, let's wait. wait. Okay, yeah, let's yeah. wait. Okay. Wait, waiting sign. Okay. So just remind me at the end and we'll do it again. Okay. That sounds good. So movie mayhem, uh the Raven. The opening scene, we continue our Halloween episode with the Raven. We begin this first movie with the title card. It's not the title card, it's a quote telling us the viewer that Edgar Allan Poe was found near dead on a park bench in Baltimore, Maryland. The last days of his life are unknown. The film starts with Poe sitting on a bench as a raven flies overhead and gazes in pain. The movie begins on action as we a scream is heard and police move in towards the woman screaming. We aren't even two minutes into the movie yet, and the theme moving theme and action and are all moving quickly together. We have the theme, music theme music and the action. Between the door is a nice little kind of shot. The moments quiet feel unnerving as they find a murder scene. The room begins to Comes filled with murders as we see the title card and more ravens as they flood on their faces. What do you think of like it's the nice little ravens already? Already, I mean, right do off. Do you think there was too many ravens in the opening? No, I think it needed to happen. I you think you think plenty of ravens. Oh, yeah. just one. I think the one was nice though. The one, the one, with, the one was with the one with the bloody beak was a nice little touch. Yeah, but I like the fact that it was just like. Boom. There you go. I think it could have been neater if the ravens were on the body and then as the cops were coming in, they fly, the, the fly ravens away. fly and yeah, when see, the title comes out. So here's some fun facts. Uh, Edgar Allan Poe only made $9 when he wrote The Raven. Nine bucks. That's not a lot of money. Well, well, maybe at that time. Maybe at that time. And that was one of his best-selling stories of all time. Was The Raven? Yeah. Wow. The film... Uh, gives a fictional representation of the last days of Edgar Allan Poe, but in reality, no one really knows how Poe spent his last days. His death was being shrouded in a mystery. He was also found delirious on the streets of Baltimore, October 3rd, 1849, wearing clothes that weren't his own. On the night before his death, he was reported to have repeatedly called out the, same, the name Reynolds. He died October 7th, 1849, as depicted in the film. All medical records, including death certificate, have all been lost, which is really weird. Yeah, all all gone. Bye bye. So this, this is fun. This is real fun facts. About I I know it, really it's cool. So here's a casting. What could have happened? Hugh McGregor, Hugh McGregor as Edgar Allan Poe. Ooh. And it would have been or okay. Jeremy Remmer as uh, the inspector. That would have been fine. They're, they could have been actually. Had, they both would have been okay. I think they would have had. I think Hugh McGregor would have had a different Poe, like a more fidgety Poe. Yeah. And I think Cusack went more with the darker tone of it. Which, right. Yeah. He would have been. But it would also be weird to see McGregor with such dark hair. I mean, I know he's like this. Done it. This brown haired guy, you know, when he played Obi. I mean, yeah. 90% of the time he's like really blonde. Yeah. But. To see him in like almost jet black hair would be it kinda, would, it would it'd be kind of weird. weird. Yeah. Where Cusack is always that's, that's, that's his hair. That's his hair, yeah. Right. I mean, I don't know. 
Sylvester Stallone had wanted to set up a rival Poe biopic, but with Robert De Niro. That would have been okay, too. That would have been fine. I would have watched that. Yeah, that would have been okay. Yeah. He'd be able to pull that off. Yeah. It could have been typecasting a little bit. If you think about Iron Man was kind of a drunk. Poe was kind of a drunk. Too much of a typecast. Well, it's because he was a drunk. Well, he was more than drinking. He, he, did, he did more than drinking. He did more than drinking. He, he put Poe to shame, let me tell you. Yeah. That's, well, we love the good, game, but... Good old Robert Downer. Uh, in the movie, Poe has a Billy Goat beard. This is a deliberate factual error by the writers in order to make a free version of their author. So they kind of had to change up Poe a little bit. To make yeah. yeah. The real-life Poe had a mustache, not a beard. Right. He had, like, a Tom Selleck. Yeah. That's what he had. Yeah. Big old girthy mustache. A, yeah. And a caterpillar on the lip. Is that, is that what you're imagining? Just a caterpillar <laughs> on your lip now? Imagine the pandemic special. <laughs> he has that mustache. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He smoked the pandemic special. <laughs> so here's the box office. You've got a $26 million budget. Opening weekend was $8 million. That sucks. That's not good. Nope. Nope. Gross 16. That sucks. Worldwide 30. So it made it. It made its money back. Not a lot. Not a lot. No. But it was not a good opening weekend. I wonder. So. I wonder if it's because nowadays, if you think about it, it's about poetry. Yeah. You know what I mean? Literature and stuff. It's not very popular. No, it's not. So but maybe movies like Pride and Prejudice were very popular, and those right. movies were based upon 18th century literature. Yeah, that's true. But I really don't know why this. Maybe it just came out at a bad time. Could have maybe it was up against something that yeah did better. Killed it. So the main cast here is John Cusack and Luke Evans and Alice Eve. Those are the three, and then Brandon Gleason. Yeah. Those are the four major people um, that really killed this movie. Uh, where was it filmed? It, it was only in, filmed in a few locations, just like The Raven. Uh, this one was filmed in Serbia, Serbia again, Hungary, and Serbia. That's, I mean, you would think they were filmed you think in, they, Baltimore, uh, in Baltimore to give Baltimore kind of a feel, but it was all filmed internationally. You think they filmed in Serbia? I was, I was thinking <laughs> maybe, maybe it was a Serbian co-production, honestly. I wonder, because they, if they filmed, sometimes if you film a movie in certain countries, they'll give you incentives. Like if you have the crew working for that movie, then the country will give you more money or they'll give you right, taxes and yeah. too. So maybe working with Serbia, it was a co-production from it's, Serbia. It's kind of neat how they made Serbia look like Baltimore. Baltimore. It really did look like, like Baltimore. That's insane. Baltimore. It looks like, some of it could have been a set too, but it really right. did look. But I mean, they did pretty decent. So now we're exploring our top scenes. Uh, we see Poe looking at a dead cat, finishing a drink, and then tossing it as he moves into a nearby bar. He enters the bar, gives the bartender a hard time. We can already tell from this scene that he has some issues with the bartender, but we really aren't sure the history or the chemistry between them. He also seems to be a bit of a drunk. Right off, right out of the gate. Right, right out of the gate. He's a drunk. He's so low that he ends up giving up all of his money and doing whatever it takes for a sip of the sauce. Yep, anything. He blows himself up a little bit at the bar, and 
egg for a drink. Maybe even makes it seem and it gets a mild beat down. So we can see that he's he's deep on that sauce. He he likes it. And he'll do he'll do I mean he's the definition of an alcoholic. Yeah. He'll do anything and everything for a drink. Please try to figure out how Killer got out the locked room from the inside, going over every and all details to figure out why or how this could have happened. Windows are sealed and doors are locked. They find a spring-locked window as one of the detectives finds out he thinks he knows this. So already we have some weird things going on. Yeah. We're not quite sure how weird, but one of the detectives has seen this scene before. He's just not sure where. Yeah. The next scene, we cut to a murder scene. In the middle, you don't know who did it. The brief scene includes a man tied down to a table begging for his life. This element of the movie goes fast and hard for the mystery aspect of keeping us the viewer on the edge of our seat at the same time. There also seems to be a morbid tone to each of these scenes as they slowly progress. Did you notice that too? They got darker and darker. Darker and, and darker. The, 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 the murder scene that way. Right. But also, if you think about it... Maybe the tone of the film too. The... I was just going to say that the way that's filmed, yeah, it almost seems like when it gets to like a quote unquote dark scene, like the lighting is more darker and dimmer and darker stuff like that. Light, the shadows are popping. It's almost more. like uh, watching um, From Hell. Yeah. You know how like that has such a dark feel to it or um, less lights. Right, less lights coming in and just like gritty and stuff. I, I really like how it's filmed because it really shows you how it almost be that inconvenient feel. Exactly, yeah. right. Next romantic scene is Edgar Allan the tension. So we need to kind of see it like this to cut the tension or we're on the edge of our seat the whole time. In the scene he writes her a love poem and she swoons over it. It kind of showcases their life a little bit. They two have, they both have two different goals. He wants to swoon her, and she wants to convince him to marry them. So there is their com- conflict right there, but they both care about each other, and it's obvious. Oh yeah. Um, if it was, he says, if I was a better man, he proposes to her, and then he says, if I were a better man, I would forbid it. So, I mean, he's, he's proposing, but. The chemistry is pretty decent. Yeah, I, I agree. It is. Uh, it's it's really decent. I mean, it's not bad at all. No. The next scene, detective brings in Paul, and there is a back and forth between them. Um, do you blame the author for the crimes, or do you blame the ideas from the crimes? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. So. The inspector and Poe come to figure out that someone is using Poe's work to murder people. Poe is shocked to see his work come to life in this macabre manner. Poe is asked to bring in the killer. The next scene with Annabelle, which is the love interest of Poe, playing piano, adds a little tension. Now, everyone knows that this ball is in trouble. Something's going to happen. We're not sure what, but we know something. Poe shows his love, and she brings it back around and tells him that we're still going to do this ball thing. The police look all alike, and it's kind of obvious. I didn't really like how obvious the police look. <laughs> yeah, it's too obvious. It's too obvious. The dance scene between them is calming between Poe and uh, Annabelle. It does add a nice romantic element to this dark twist. Yep. 
the killer has Emily now and Poe is forced to help the group. Before, he wasn't going to help them. Now he's forced into help them. He has no choice but to dive deep into his own madness to save her. Poe loses his mind over this. The police fail to save her and everyone is on their way. So the tension's really building up at this point. We're really, we're in the nitty gritty. Right, you're, you're just, it's like a nail biter. You're, you're just, on the edge of the you're seat. You're on the edge of the seat. The raven jumps out of a coffin. Now, I, I almost jumped during this part. <laughs> yeah. Each killing is slightly different than the story. Poe must write every detail of the crime in the crime scene. You can see, really see him at work using his words to kind of help solve these scenes. There's a nice scene to showcase him as a person with a talent and a skill, and using that skill and art to help find her. It's... I love how his mind works. I mean, he's it's, a smart guy. He's but tortured as hell. Right. He has. It, it's so hard to explain. He has this like dark ambiance, almost smart darkness type of thing to him, and it's just you. You like seeing him thinking and trying to figure things out, especially when it has to involve with someone he loves. loves. And he doesn't really love many people. No. Which you can right. tell, like, this is his one true love. Besides his poetry, this is his or one writing, true love. Yeah. Or the bottle, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. He could have a love for tempers. Ooh. Uh, the next scene, the examination of the crew is kind of interesting. The police showcasing how they're all working with Paul as, as his play goes on in the nature of this movie as it bounces from person to person trying to figure out who the killer is. Poe is investigating one person while the detective is looking for another person. So flip second, it does look like they're looking for two different people. Did mm -hmm. you catch on that too? Yeah. Like there's almost two killers? Yes. Like, that's what I took from it. Yeah, that's there, what I There was two. Um, the next scene, the examination of the body is found in the panel showcases how the words of Poe are painted. The killer has cuts on the body right before death. It is kind of gross in a way to see them Cut open the mouth and to see the tongue was removed with a necklace. The watch in the mouth was key, the key to Emily. The scene moves a little faster towards the end once we get more and more clues. Yeah. You notice how it, it started out almost as a horror movie and now it's almost become like a detective thriller. Yeah. Mystery. Mystery. So it's, it's almost changing course. Almost it has. Like Poe's stories. Right. It has many. I, I see it having many genres. All in one. So you have a romantic element, you yeah. have a horror element, you have a. And they're element. very and they're very pronounced. Each section is very pronounced. And they work one, well with one. Yeah, it's very balanced. balanced. Yeah, so you yeah. go high, low, high, low, very, very well. So we have two more scenes. The change in arc from Emily's father from start to finish. He was kind of a dick in the beginning, don't you agree? <laughs> yes. He was kind of he really, was, he really mean to Paul. He was an asshole. <laughs> yeah, he was. And then. Cuts of Emily and his writing is kind of a nice touch to showcase that these two actions are happening at once. The story is still moving forward, whether we want it to or not. Now, in this scene, for a quick second, we aren't sure if the story is a, has a good ending or if she really jumps out, but we aren't showing the tr what the truth is just yet. Paul figures it out and meets one on one with the killer. This is a great two person scene because it showcases how one person is a little calm. And one person is over the top. The scene shows them 
how they both do it. But Schiller and Poe discuss their ideals a little bit. Schiller sees just as far as Poe and his kind of style of feminism. Yeah, like they're equal. Almost. Almost. But the that's killer is but more, that's where more deranged. Yes, he's more deranged. He's like I'm your number one. Right. Yeah. <laughs> um, the killer is such a big fan of his work. Of having a dark mind and come back to haunt Poe. The killer uses Poe's own words to make a deadly reality. <laughs> it's it, it is. It's like one of those uh, like nowadays uh, stalkers. You I was know, like, say TikTok stalker. A TikTok stalker. Yeah, I mean, why not? So you're saying this killer is a TikTok stalker? Yep. Okay. Yep. That's where we're going. Cool. Right. That's where we go. So, so here's some questions we had while watching it. How long was this the woman in the beginning of the film? before the police could even arrive or did she scream as the police were coming to her assistance? It seemed like she was screaming for a while. A while. She was screaming for a while. So that's, Two or three screams before the police are there. So that's what I'm thinking. That's that's she, she was screaming for a while. And then it was almost like, maybe we should go help. Okay. How drunk do you think Poe is before he walks into the bar? He was toasted. Like, like on, a, on a drink scale, how, how many drinks do you think he's in? Or he gets in the bar. Okay, so the way he's stumbling, stumbling he's, and stuff. He's coherent, though. He's coherent, so it's hard because. I say three to five. Three to five because alcoholics can are drunk differently. If you're if you're truly an alcoholic, you might not even feel any difference. Right. You can feel totally normal. It depends so, on your tolerance and how much you're drinking. I'm thinking so. he had a whole bottle. Just a bottle? A bottle of something, yeah. Yeah, I, I would say. A, that sounds about you know, like, like a, a good if if we think about nowadays, like a good Wood bottle of whiskey. Of, of whiskey yeah. like that's what he that's had. The equivalent. Yeah. No one reads poems or books in this time. Like he goes into the bar and he's like, I'll buy a drink for anyone who can recite anything I've done. And only one person. Only one person. The Frenchman. Right. But that's the whole point. Yeah. Because he's French. Yeah. That's, That's why. He's the only one that can read. <laughs> I find that funny. Baltimore, no one reads. No. Only Europeans read. Okay. And us. <laughs> Here, here's a weird one for you. I, I do, because I'm read. part French. Me too. <laughs> so here's a weird one. Why does the detective, the head investigator, full-on strangle the, uh, the dead lady? Do you see that for a brief second? For a brief second. He like second but like he he's like he looks like he's going to investigate the case and he just takes his hand and he's just like yeah like, almost like, <laughs> what are you doing man can i touch it before like, like, i look at he's it giving it a squeeze right. like what, how do you do no you don't yeah. give it to do um what about the pet raccoon i want one pet raccoon yeah but i was told i can't have one unless you name it rocket even then i'm not allowed to yeah. i have too many animals and three children, well, you can who are rac- also animals. You can get a raccoon for each of them, and they're all <gasps> raccoons. Oh, that makes sense. Yay, all the rockets. <laughs> Do you blame? Oh, no. Okay. Uh, the father and daughter relationship seems even on edge for this time period. Did you notice that? It, it, it is. It, and usually in this time period, like, family nice. was, like, very wholesome. Yeah, but not this time. Not this one, no. no. Beat in and the cops just stand by. It's not. Uh, it's 
Yeah, I mean, it's probably because... Uh, do you think Poe had a bad reputation that's at this point? That's what I'm, I'm thinking. Just didn't give a shit? Yeah. Yeah. It, it's like, this guy's been trouble enough for us, so, like, why? Here's one for you. Seemed like a while, right? It had to be a bit. Had to be a bit? No. Because she was, the raven uh, was picking off the body. Right, yeah. The so, eyes and the mouth. And so, I mean, on. technically a raven could stay in that box for a, bit, uh, for a while. Yeah. It's still going to get some sort of sustenance from the body. How does the tongue look in the show? Uh, movie magic. But, but it looks like, <laughs> no, I'm saying, but it looks like, like it was just pulled off. Of that, yeah. And that's the kicker. Like, Right then and there. Yeah. Like snip, no, put the box, either. done. Poe's house burned down. All of his work was nearly destroyed. Yeah, rocket. Rocket lives. Rocket lives. He knows how to do it. In these tunnels, how can they all hear one another? Yeah. Looking down underneath, looking for. Yeah. The cat and mouse chain. Cat and mouse chase Chase. scenes look a little too over the top that was just me they did they were i mean they almost put a little too much into it yeah i mean as a viewer you get it yeah but they kind of was like slapping you slapping you like who the killer is but a little too slow did you know who the killer was before you went in before when you saw the first time when i saw it the first time who do you think the killer was i didn't really know I thought it would be the inspector, honestly. Because the way he held... He had... He, right, there's yeah, little, yeah. There's little details that make you think it's one way, but when we really think about it, we're diverted to a complete opposite way. That's why we think there's almost two killers at one point. Yeah. Yeah, I can agree with that, yeah. But honestly, when I first watched it, I just... I really didn't have a clue. I was really involved in the movie, though. Yeah. Just following the clues with him type yeah, of thing, yeah. so... So Poe saves her, but he what cost? What personal cost? Yeah, I mean that's sucks. Yeah. <laughs> it really does. It, it does. sucks. Um so if it's on basic cable, are you watching it? Yeah. I'd watch it. Definitely. If it's halfway through, are you still watching it? So because I've seen it, yes. Yeah. But if I was to, let's say I was here with someone who's never seen it before, yeah. I wouldn't watch it if they've never seen it. Because so it's, it's, a, it's a movie, you want to watch it from the beginning. So if you're like on vacation somewhere, and you're like flipping through the channel on a Monday, can you just watch it? Oh yeah, I, just, I put it on and watch it. Yeah, yeah. why yeah. not? Yeah, I'd watch it just on TV too. Yeah. Mine. I see you looking. No, I I can't say mine because it's mine's the ending. Okay, we'll, we'll save yours. You, you know, know what I mean? mean? Yeah, mine's we'll, the ending. We'll talk about yours. Yeah. So you say that's the ending. Why is that the ending? Yeah. But my thing is like, why would you think Poe is a realistic person? Because most time when you have someone that has flaws, they're not as they are in this kind of movie. We see his addiction. We see his madness. We see that he needs a drink. And through this film, it really consumes him. The alcohol. I mean, yeah. not not the killer itself. And I, I like this part, how it makes him a realistic person. We don't often see that in a lot of movies. How someone, ha- they'll have flaws, but they won't have 
this extreme version of a flaw. Right, exactly. It seems more realistic. Uh, what was one part you didn't like? Um, like we discussed that whole the whole part of the whole count mouse thing. You don't yeah. you don't need to overplay that. It it's understood. Just let it let it be a thing. I think they should then cut a little bit more to her and cut back to the murders. That way there we see his reaction to the last murder. We're kind of catching up with him and the murders. Now it's just a slow burn towards finding the killer. Yeah. So if we build the tension up a little bit, go Poe murder, Poe murder, Poe. So there's a... It's a constant thing. thing. Yeah. yeah. Is it a classic? I wouldn't, I don't really call it a classic. I don't really call it a classic. Like, just like 1408. It has right. its, it has its moments, moments, but it's as, a classic. A, as a classic movie, no. no. We agree on that one. So here's some of uh, the greatest oh shit moments. Like you, I do like how he feeds the horse. It's kind of funny. <laughs> each, more, each murder is shot in its own way, own way if you look at it. Yeah, it is. It's, it's, it, I, I like that. I thought that was really cool. Someone, someone uh, killing people using toy stories. I thought that was a neat oh shit moment. Yep. Poe's mask is more than all the others. Which is kind of yes. Nice. Yes. yes. Nice mask. <laughs> uh, Emily's buried alive. So. I'd hate that. Really? I'm, I, I am claustrophobic. I'm not claustrophobic. So. Don't, don't put me in a box. So. Well, they redid <laughs> Fear Factor. Did you see this yet? No, they redid Fear Factor. Yeah. And they have the skin suit. What type? In the skin suit. And they put that over the ear. And they have a funnel somewhere. And you take in it. Like, you're in. Are your hands bound? Oh, yeah. You're no, in, I can't do it. Your hands are bound. I'd and, be, and you're in an airtight. Like, I'd be okay uh, if I can rubber move. Rubber plastic suit. And you can't. No. Uh, yeah. Can't do it. Yep. Nope. That's there's a fear. There, there's a fear. If my arms and legs, like I'm not being able to move them. You can't move them. Now uh your whole body oh, is like like a giant condom basically is what you're yeah, inside. I'm gonna poop myself inside the condom. <laughs> well, it, no, there's no air either. So yeah. there's only air. Well guess what? Up. There's gonna be air. It's not gonna be good air. <laughs> it's gonna be hot air. It's a hot air. Hot air balloon right <laughs> there. <laughs> oh. <laughs> and it's gonna come out that little snorkel they give oh, you in your man. mouth. <laughs> You'd be dying from what? Why'd your breath poison. smell like shit? <laughs> cut it open. It's all filled. It's all filled. Um, it's gross. But yeah, I couldn't. I couldn't be buried alive. No. I, like if I was even starring in a movie yeah. and they put me in a box, can't happen. Nope, not gonna happen. No? Okay. Accidents happen. <laughs> Especially here in that box. Uh, the cop who gets his throat cut. No shit. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, Spooked off his horse. <laughs> okay, is the raven getting shot for Poe losing his mind towards the end, or is the raven getting shot for Poe dying at the end? Ooh, that's a good question. Yeah, I would say I would say it'd be him dying. Him dying. Yeah, I think it's like a equal equal yeah. thing. Him dying, the raven getting shot. She escapes only to get caught again. Uh, the killer being a big fan of Poe, I think that's nice. I think that was a nice homage to Misery. If you think about it, yeah, in its own in its own way, way. right? Yeah, Poe uh, was poisoned by the killer, right? Uh, yeah, we talked about. Uh, we do have a question. Yeah, 
100 yeah. yeah, percent. Yeah. I would recommend it. Does it work as a whole? Like, is there anything that really doesn't work? Like, is there something that doesn't work for you? There's nothing actually that stands out to me. Like, really. there's no overacting or underacting. No, it seemed. It's good, but it's not. It's, it's miss, not. It's, it's, it's missing, missing something. It's missing something, but I can't really put my finger it on it. It has good production design. That's good camera work. Right. The act, the actors are pretty decent. There's good chemistry. I don't I don't know. I think the I think it's sound. I think mm-hmm. maybe it being slow in some parts it where was it could slow be in some parts, yeah. It could be sped up a little bit or even like not move faster. Yes. Faster moving would have been yeah. okay. Yeah. That but, makes sense. But as a as like scene wise, like everything mm-hmm. kinda was it's okay. Fine. Was fine. fine. Right. Yeah. Here's where we got to talk about your favorite part of the ending. And then now, I'll talk about now the reason why I love the ending yeah. is is because there's always been this mystery about his death. his death. So them showing how he was poisoned by the the murderer, yeah. right? Yeah. And him walking out and sitting on that very bench they found him on. That to me was like it was like an oh shit moment. It is an oh shit moment. Yeah. It's like wow. So this for for them to tell the story as literally has he died. See, I like it how excuse me it started with him sitting on the bench and it ends right sort of bookended. Mm-hmm. So the story takes place so within those two bookends. When I first was watching the movie, I didn't realize it was going to end with him on the, the bench, bench dying. I thought it was. We'd already seen that scene though. That was right. The first scene. So. I didn't know that's how it was going to end. I literally thought he saves a girl, he wins the day, and it's like years later he's found dead on a bit. No, it leads into it. It's the next thing. Yeah. Um, yeah. I, I think uh, for me, the ending is really about things beyond everything. The killer, the girl, the death, the alcoholism, his writing, and just him kind of just dealing with all of it right towards the end. And I do think it was a nice touch that we see Poe on the bench and he looks up and then he sees the wind. Yes. That is a nice touch. And that's a nice little, like, hello friend type homage, of moment. Homage yeah. to him in the story. So, here's our last question. Reboots or remakes? What do you think? You could do it. How? You could do it because you could... You could... Technically, make it any which way you wanted. You could make it an exact remake, right? Yeah. Where you follow the same type of story, whatever. Or maybe you reboot it where you use different poems. That's right. That's what I was thinking. You know what I mean? Since Poe has a very wide collection of stories and poems, each sort of thing could be a different story or poem. Right. And each killer could connect and it could be like a series I mean, like in the finale would figure out how each person was and like we've talked about before not even just doing a movie doing a series you could do a netflix series on this if you want to spread it out if they do do it i would like to see cusack back as that would be that would be the only way i'd want to watch it i don't know if i'd want to watch anyone else really do it a younger poe a younger Poe would be okay, but what if they did like, like uh, Little Women? Like it was like no, I'm not saying it's like Little Women, but I'm saying like that sort of feeling, like the 1800s sort of feeling, 
it's like a younger Poe and he's experiencing life before the murders. And See, that'd be okay too. Yeah. Why he has a dark side, like a right, young, like yeah. a young Hannibal movie. Like we see, oh, yeah. we see Hannibal become Hannibal, like a young Poe become become who, right? Become who he is. Then from that, come come to the movie. That's right. Right. That's see that? Nice. That'd be okay. Yeah. I'd be okay with it. So that's our Halloween special. What a special it was! Oh. Two John Cusack movies mm-hmm. back to back. It's oh. great. So if you want to take an intermission because it is a long episode, we would suggest listen to the first half, pause it, and then listen to the second half. Right. I mean, it's uh, uh it's gonna be it's, lengthy. It's meaty. Yeah. Um. But we did want to give you a Halloween special. Something to listen to when, uh, who knows? I know where we are. Halloween's pretty much canceled, like yeah. trick or treating stuff. But yeah. if you're taking your kids out, yeah, listen to this while you're taking your kids out. Why not? Yeah. Um. Or just drive around and take your kids while. Yeah, there's nothing too gory in this one, so you can no. listen to it. Yeah, yeah. Pause one back to back. Yeah. Uh, so if you like what you hear, follow us on Facebook at Captivated Minds, on Instagram at Minds Captivated, and email us at CaptivatedMinds2 at gmail.com. And if you listen to us on Apple Podcasts, you can give a five-star review and let us know how we're doing. We'd love to hear from you. Yeah, thank you. Thank you.